We're live. In a world of divisiveness, we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, laughing, loving, and alive with your hosts, Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin. Hello, hello, hello. I am Steven Spielberg. I like that. I, I don't know. I can't beat that one. I am Maya Angelou. Let's just take it there. You've, you've been her before. I have? Yep. Okay. I am, you're going to love this one. I am, um, now I can't think of the guy's name. Go, Dr. Kevin. I'm Guinness. <laughs> oh, I love a good stout. And I, a good stout. That's me. I'm good and stout. I have some entertainment-related news. I'm sure you probably heard of one of these things. We've had two major deaths in the last two days. Sydney mm-hmm. Portier yesterday and Pat... Um, um, Bob um, Saget. Thank you, Bob Saget. Yep. Mm-hmm. Today. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Betty White and... Uh, yeah. um, what's his name? Uh, Cindy Portier? No, the football guy. Oh, um John uh yeah he did all the uh, he the game and all that yes Madden. God Madden yeah. yep yeah very yep. sad week huh uh, quite a rough start to 2022 mm-hmm. yeah i know i was it was i i definitely was feeling the whole betty thing cuz you know she was doing the 17 days out um you know, to her hundredth birthday. I wonder if they're just going to turn that because they were selling tickets and everything to it. So I don't know if they're going to do a memorial or some big thing for her. But yeah, she was quite the trailblazer. That's for sure. Well, so was Sydney Poitier. We're not talking about people who died at like forty. These people were going. You know, they were getting ready to try to be a thousand years old. Well, but he Bob's, was ninety-four. Bob, Bob Saget mm-hmm. was only sixty-five. Yeah. He's yeah. a baby. I don't know what I last time I checked it was a developing story. So Well they, they yeah, they said no foul play, no drugs. So my guess at that point was is probably a heart attack. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Which is what are sure. Okay, so today I'm Dr. Kavorkian. <laughs> you be Dr. Kavorkian, I'll be Guinness and I don't know, you were somebody. Uh <laughs> He was Steven Spielberg. He looks more like E.T. to me. <laughs> you all hashed that out off stage. The girls <laughs> and I back here, we're just taking stride. So we decided that we were going to do our first show of 2022, just the three of us, so we have no guests. We have no comments, so I wonder if uh, we... Not yet, so we'll see. People can can uh, weigh in. I'm probably you're getting slammed because you're the one that usually gets most of the stuff. Rain. I usually get these weird phone calls because obviously people can call you from Instagram, as Elmer knows. He's like, "Did you pick up?" I'm like, "Elmer, are you nuts?" No, I didn't pick up. I don't know that person. <laughs> I've never had anyone try to call me from Instagram. Yeah, it's like, you know, you click a button and they can call through it. They can't see your telephone number, but it rings. Just like, uh, was that Facebook Messenger? People can call you through Facebook Messenger. They can, I've had people where it pops up and it says, so-and-so wants to video chat with you. I'm like, I don't know this person from anybody. Block. Yeah. Yep. I don't want to, I don't want to see what could pop up on that screen. I have Mm -mm. delicate eyes. (laughs) No, I'm a weirdo magnet, so I definitely am not interested. So, I thought that this would be, you know, the new year and all of this. We've done one of these shows before and I came in with with a bunch of questions and I decided that I was going to do some very specific questions this time. Um, Not a general from a list. I created all these questions myself. It's a way for... 
for our audience to get to know us better. And it's a way for us to get to know each other better. So um, uh, I'm going to, I figured we would start and do a quick round of catch up to see, you know, uh, whatever mustard be, say, be, be shared from us. I relish to hear whatever you little weenies have to say. And then we can. I move knew this questions. was coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, Almer, when you're not being Steven Spielberg, what's going on in your life these days, Bubba? Uh, I'm into my 11th hour on set today doing the production accounting for a movie. Um, so they've been really long, long, long days. You know, usually it's 12-hour days, but I'm, I'm kind of like flat rate salary. So I'm just here until the job gets done. And some days it's 13, 14, 15 hours. Um, but I mean, I'm still having fun, learning a lot. Because, you know, it's, I told my uh, line producer, who's my friend, she's about the, technically my boss, the, Tammy, that I said, you know, I've always seen the other side of the set, you know, which I've only briefly saw on this film. But I've seen the... Uh, I'm always on set, you know, as a director or producer, um, or even when I was um, doing craft services, we were, you know, more on set. This is the first time I've seen the production side of a larger production. And it's a madhouse here as well. <laughs> it's like, you know, you know, there's, there's, uh, I have my own office. That's why we're able to, I'm able to do this here because I have my own office. My boss is next door and she's like, Tammy, she's like, you know, next time we need to get a door right here because she and I talk a lot. So, um, but there's, you know, costumes, makeup, wardrobe, um, UPMs across the way, the first ADs over there. Um, and, but this interns coming in and out, I've had an intern for a few days to help me out. Um, but yeah, it's just, so learning the other side, the more the produce, the production side of the, of the movie, movie business. And it's, uh, you know, I've done my own little stuff, but I haven't seen this side of the large stuff. So it's kind of, kind of cool. Hi, Donna. Happy new hey, year. Donna. What is she doing up? It's like, Three o'clock in the morning, Nova Scotia. <laughs> no, Nova Scotia's on the east coast, so it's, it's eleven. She's it's eleven 10. o'clock. No, no it's eleven. Oh, wow. she's, she's Atlantic time. Oh, one more, one mm-hmm. more over. One more, yeah, yeah, she's a little hour. And trust so me, Ms. I know because I've made that plane ride a lot. <laughs> Miss Rain, what is tell 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 tell? How are you? How have you been since the holidays? What's going on with you? You have all sorts of things popping up you've got commercials you've got movies you've got feather boas you've got big plans for 2022 i thought you were going to say big tatas for 2022 (laughs) (laughs) that's like okay i'll take it (laughs) yeah i have big plans for 2022 um it's been an amazing it's the best holiday I've ever had in my entire life. And I mean, abundantly and um, <clears throat> being able to clear out a lot of stuff that, you know, you keep dragging to, from year to year to year. And it's just like, you know what? I'm not dragging that mess anymore. You know, and they have family mess, none of it. And uh, this last couple, these last couple of weeks, I've been doing a lot of meditation, going to Tibetan gong classes and relaxation classes and getting my head really in the game. Um, I was in a yoga class the other night. It was a Kundalini yoga meditation class and it was intense. And it was the first class of the year. And he said something that I've seen in the Bible my whole life. And, you know, I've seen lots of places, but, you know, sometimes it's not the message, it's the messenger. And he was talking about all the stuff that you go through. And he said, you need to be rooted like a tree at the side of a riverbank. Stuff has to go around you. You can't keep moving and dodging. So you stay planted and that stuff will go around you and you will work it through, which again, like Roger said, spiritually pliable. So um, I took that in. It's been a great week outside of this sinus headache that I've had for 24 hours. That's just driving me nuts. But um, it's been great. Lots of good stuff coming. I have my friend drag me into 2022 miles for 2022 run. Matt, what is that called? A good marathon? <laughs> <laughs> You're running. All of us, it's like four or five of us. And together we need to come up with 2022 miles. And she and I did it together in 2018 and we knocked it out. So there you go. So I'm ready, I think. 
you are ready. Dr. Kevin. Yes. Tell us about your holiday until today. How is it treating you? So, you know, um, the last time we talked was what? The 26th. So it was right after Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't remember whether I got a chance to talk about the goal setting I did on Yule. Did, did I talk about that? Um, I think you kind of went right a little bit past it. We didn't get a whole lot of details. So, you know, it's very interesting because in, you know, every year Jeff and his mother and I do Yule as kind of look where we've been, what were our goals. We drew Oracle cards, we drew tarot cards, we did readings, we, you know, and we do a whole ritual thing on Yule on the 21st. And in 2019, I made all of these goals and I did all of this stuff and I knocked it out of the park. And in 2020, I did all of these goals and I knocked it out of the park. And in 2021, I probably, I, gave, I think I gave myself a B minus. I didn't get some stuff done I wanted to get done, but I did get a fair amount. And I have, you know, and I have goals in each category and spreadsheets. I mean, this is how I work. So for this one going into 2022, I was very much like, got quiet and said, okay, so what are my goals for 2022? I missed some of my 2021 goals, but I understand why I wasn't beating myself up. You know, goals should always have some flexibility and you have to look at things. And what I came- Kevin, Is that you, Kevin? That was super loud. That hurt my ears. Um, sounded like a Facebook messenger. Well, I'm going to close Facebook and you'll never guess from who. Well, I just got one, so I can. Uh, yeah. Well, if you want to respond, if you don't know we're on a show by now, you shouldn't, you, you should. And since you don't go away, <laughs> we're going to both <laughs> you. Um, no, I, I just don't respond for a while. So anyways, so when I got quiet and I said, okay, so what are my goals? So, you know, my mother-in-law's writing, Jeff's writing, stuff like this. And I just kept on hearing be and become, be and become, be and become. That's my goals for 2022. Be and become. I got that I wasn't supposed to set any goals, that 2022 is just about being and becoming and that this is what I get to do. And I just got to hang in it. It's not, I'm not going to pretend that that's ter terribly comfortable for me mm. because I like having my goals. Even if I don't make them, I like having them. I like having some stuff to like build things around. This was like no goals this year. Just be and see what you become and keep track of it. And that's the whole thing. I love it. So... I did that. And in fact, I had a good friend that was over today and we were um, hanging out and we were catching up and they uh, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm finding this shift in my energies and, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing, you know, not record numbers of clients. I'm doing 20, 25, some weeks, 30, 32, you know, a good amount. I mean, first uh, to have a practice, that's that's really full time. Mm -hmm. or practice and i'm like and i and i, I said in, in any given day if i have an extra client show up i'm thrilled i'm like you know emergency clients i'm fine i did they did one on saturday but to sit down and to focus on a project big old booyah i i can't get my app out i can't get the the last pages rewritten that i need to rewrite so that everybody else can do their job I barely got my science fiction book out. It just got released. X equals conspiracy is now on the market for sale. Um, uh, but I, I sit down and I, I approach the keyboard and I hit 10 or 12 keys and go, this is painful. I need a walk. I need a drink. I need a life. I need an emergency client. I'd be very happy. <laughs> Anything you know, but that, huh? 
Yeah. Like I have so many, you know, and we bought the business. We talked about, we had, we had, have we announced, did we announce it? We hadn't announced yet. Cause it hadn't been up. So Elmer and I bought a business together. No, this is new for me. That's why I've got to come see you guys, see what you're doing behind my back. <laughs> yeah, we bought a business called New Hampshire Metaphysical, which is nine years old. It is an, a spiritual marketing event company that promotes classes, does psychic fairs, psychic message circles, does it all on the internet now. For eight years, it was brick and mortar. It switched over to um, for the pandemic. The woman um, had some had decided she was done. It's only had one owner, and she approached me because she wanted me to buy it. Um, I asked Elmer if he wanted to to do it with me. Uh, we brought on the staff person that's been working for me part time that used to work for me full time, Mindy, to do. I call her the office goddess to do stuff. Um, and so we're ramping up with with uh, another business. Good. So, yeah. But, um, and I get everything done that I have to get done, but there's my energy. I, I'm not, I, at first I thought it was like, I was going, I want my energy back. I don't feel like I have my, my, my energy. I feel like my energy is down, but it's not down to do clients. It's not down to do eight or 10 or 12 miles of hiking through the woods or walking or whatever. It's not down for that. It's not down for my house projects. Anything to do with my mind, like any projects. Just the answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind, and I can't run fast enough to catch it. Thank <laughs> you, Bob Dylan. Ah. <laughs> and I get that because, you know, I told you I'm just getting grounded. And it's interesting because after I did that Kundalini yoga and, you know, where you're chanting and you know get the toxins out and stay rooted. And the next morning I woke up and I had cysts in my eyes. And then, yeah, once I put like warm compresses on them, you know, they were gone. But then last night I took another healing class and it was like this headache is the thing. It's, it's purging something. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm just like, sit still and let it do what it's doing. Maybe I'm not supposed to do anything today. And that's what I did. I, cause you know, you get up, you get running. And before you know it, you've done a thousand things all day, except rest. And I'm one of those people, rest comes at the end. And I said, this year, rest is going to come after the beginning. And I think my body is saying, yeah, we're going to hold you to that. Yep. So here I am. There we go. So you guys ready for the questions? Yeah, Elmer, are you ready for the questions? Ready as I'll ever be. Yeah. Excitement. Gusto. Ah. <laughs> so I wrote three questions for each of the categories. I have questions for laughing, questions for loving, and questions for alive. So I think what I'm going to do is, I because I don't know if we'll get to all of them. It depends on how long our answers are. So I think I will do one question from each category and then do a second question from each category. So just in case we run out of time. Okay, let's do this, Alex Trebek. Ah, there we go. For, so for laughing, so I'm going to start, I'll start with you, Ray. When you need a good laugh, what do you do? When you need good. a good laugh, what do you do? That's a very good question. Because there's so many different ways I get laughter. It depends on who I call. It depends on where I'm at. You know, if I'm home by myself, um, I might pull up some of my favorite comedians and listen to them. Jim Gaffigan is one of my favorites. He's so funny to me. And it's clean humor and it's logical humor. If I'm out and about, just people watching, that sometimes will give me the laugh I need. And um, if I'm with my husband, Sometimes I'm laughing by myself, but the fact that I'm laughing and he's not laughing just makes it even funnier. <laughs> Those are all of my life. Yeah, it's like, okay, first person's a lunatic, right? <laughs> so those are my laugh touch points. Elmer, when you need a good laugh, what do you do? Either watch a funny show um, or, you know, hang out with some people. There are people that uh, can make me laugh. Um, and sometimes I don't have to even 
uh, go looking for it. Um, Nicholas, that we that uh, I've talked about before, the twelve year old, <laughs> he likes he loves to send me funny videos and TikToks and whatnot. So there's times that I'll just get them randomly throughout the day, which is always a nice little thing to make you laugh and feel better. Nothing like a twelve year old to remind you that it's not that serious. Yep. <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, I I play. Be silly. My preference is if I need a good laugh, if I can find myself some kids to play and be silly with. If not, I have my cats. And as my last choice, I'll find like other people. <laughs> Isn't but that what Michael Jackson did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it. Don't send me any hate mail. I'm not interested. Don't call me on Instagram. Hey, you talking yeah. about Michael Jackson? I loved Michael Jackson. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, but it, to me, I just I I'm like, if I need a good laugh, I just get silly, and you know, and I can get silly with the cats. I love getting silly with kids because they'll get silly with you. Mm-hmm. And then there are a few people that you can get silly with. So it's like, okay. A good a good show to watch to get silly with is Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh yeah, that's a great yeah. silly show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Back from even when it was in black and white. Yeah. It was a really that's a really good show. It's clean and it's funny and it's really, really silly. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely there's some stuff like if uh, if I was gonna like jump on, I'd watch like the old match games or Oh something. yeah. Those are great. Um, yeah, there's definitely some things. It's like funny that. you mentioned match games because when I go back to the Airbnb, I don't have much time to do anything. Um, but while I'm settling in and getting ready to fall asleep, I like to have the TV on. And so I want something on. It's just I don't not a movie or TV serial I want to get involved with and end up staying up and trying to watch. So mm-hmm. I've been watching Buzzer on Sling TV because that's what they have with the Airbnb is Sling is Roku, I think. But anyway, it buzzer. It runs all the old match games, um, uh, supermarket sweep. And what they're doing yesterday, I don't know if they're doing it today. I thought they were doing it two days. They're doing a Betty White tribute because Betty White oh, was on wow. a lot of those shows. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, she even had a game show. So I'm getting to see the shows. And um, on Match Game, uh, Betty White on last night, uh, she was one of the um, – guests she, uh, she switched places for one of the questions she got up to answer the question and had the host sit down in her spot i love it those games were fun because you could tell people genuinely liked being there you know password yeah that's another one that's on this st- station hollywood and squares yeah oh my like- Oh yeah, Charlie Weaver and Paul Lind and did you know? I don't know which which era, maybe the '60s, but the the match game earlier this week it hasn't been on the last few nights, but they would start the match game with uh, the host of the match game there and the host of the tic tac toe one as Hollywood Squares, the, Hollywood Squares as one of the panelists do the whole show. And then switch and turn it into Hollywood Squares, all the no, same people, and the winner would go on to the next game. It, it, that doesn't surprise me because you saw the same people on like everything. All the show, <laughs> right? Like everything. It's, and if you look Marie, at those sitcoms, that too. Charlie, Charles, Charles Nelson Riley. Yes. I loved him. He is so funny. And then that's the, the, so funny. Yeah. Richard Dawson. Dawson, yeah. Okay, let's move to the next question. Loving, I'll start with you, Elmer, on this one. What is the most loving thing that has ever been done for you? What is the most loving thing that's ever been done for you? (laughs) I'm thinking about kicking some of these questions in to throw at our guests sometimes. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) The... um... I would have to, I don't know if I can pick one. I mean, I've had over the years, many people do many surprisingly loving things. Um, I think recently what I feel is really, really great for loving supporting is the people who invest in the films, you know, the, my private, my personal friends who, you mm-hmm. know, before we get going, 
are willing to, yep, here's, you know, I've had people invest in the shorts and now we're doing this feature and I've already had people invest money to help me get the attorney paid off so that we can get real, you know, get um, big time investors that we don't know um, personally. So, you know, but going back to um, Maria threw me a 70s birthday party um, and the most loving thing, that was nice, but the loving thing about that was everyone got together and all pitched in um, for one gift, but then they all made these crypto, their gifts were all crypto symbols and it was a puzzle and I had to figure out the cryptology to, f to figure out the what the gift was and it was, they, they had bought me my ticket to go to Costa Rica. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's very nice. So, so that was nice. Um, you know, I've always had, you know, friends support me throughout, you know, when you, when you need money financially. <laughs> to me, that's always loving when it's like, no, no, here, let me, you know, make sure you're safe and, you know, fed and whatnot. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it's just one thing I can choose. I guess, right. when, as, I guess when you're as needy as me, you get a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty on this show. There's no shame. <laughs> That's the one. Shameless. Shameless. Well, for me, I mean, you guys know, you see it. I It's way too many for me to even think about. I mean, I get these random gifts too. someone. I really love Morse code. I mean, you know, how old can you be to love Morse code? Right? It was even before me. And I got this random piece of jewelry for Christmas and it's in Morse code and it came with a Morse code booklet. So I'd know what it would say. And I don't know if I can see that yep. right there. And it said unbiological sister. And it had this really nice note and was wrapped beautifully. I have no idea who it's from. I've asked 15 people that I thought could possibly be it. They were like, definitely not me. But over the years, yeah, I had a lot of people who um, helped me in all these weird situations. Because, you know, when you're an entertainer, you're all over the place. Um, one of the biggest ones was, you know, Doc and Cherie, who were brother and sister, who had only known me a couple of months, taking me into their house while I got my treatments done in Arizona and not charging me a dime. And, you know, he's cooking every night and, you know, they're just make yourself comfortable. And if I wanted to sleep or if I wanted to do something, they do it with me. And, you know, they have a beautiful, beautiful home and outside. And, and I think that was really part of having a speedy healing. You know, we never talked about the treatment unless I brought it up. Because, you know, that's the one thing you have people who call you can hear the trepidation in their voice on the phone. They're like, so, um, just get to it. What do you want to know? How am I doing? Right? I'm doing fine. Are you sure you're doing fine? You know, it's not helping me. They never brought it up. They never said, how was the doctor today? Because, you know, I was going to the doctor every day, 45 rounds of uh, radiation and blood work and whatnot. Never brought it up. And before I knew it, that time had passed. Like, I missed being there because it was so therapeutic running, you know, going out and running with me and taking me to get plants and bringing all these healing flowers. And it was just great. Great. And before we go on, I would be remiss if I didn't mention most recently, Andy taking me in for two and a half years, rent free. So I can get back on my feet. Oh yeah. Moving back to Maine and, and whatnot. Does Andy want to move in with us and pay our mortgage? <laughs> I'm happy to have Rand. Andy, come on. It's, it doesn't have to be two years. <laughs> Six months. Beggar, not choosy. <laughs> well, you know, I've had a lot of loving things done through the years, but I, I decided I would just get quiet and try to focus on one. I mean, because... I have had a lot of loving things that have um, that have happened through the years, including, you know, and this was not the one that I had chosen. But when Almar said that, when Tim and Elizabeth took me in, when I got back from England after I'd been in England and I wasn't sure where I was going or whatever, and they let me stay with them for months and I could have stayed as long as I wanted. I mean, you know, I only moved because Jeff and I moved in together, but, you know, knowing that you have those people like right in phoenix and took took tommy and i in for three months and let us stay with her never questioned you know so i mean i've got a lot of i i mean there's a lot of stories as well but i just wanted to like i said i just wanted to come up with one for each category and 
I, when I got quiet, the one that came up to me was I had a friend and it was right after I had had my heart virus and it was scary because I didn't know if I was ever going to get my energy back. It felt so far away. The doctors weren't really all of that, that optimistic. I, it was my own stubbornness and going into alternatives that got me back on my feet as far as I could. But this, uh, but this friend, she just came over, just looked at me, just crawled in bed, just hugged me and just let me cry it all out. Mm -hmm. And just was like, I know you're scared. I know you're scared. And for some reason, when I thought of that, that's what came to me was that just that moment of, I didn't ask her to, I didn't, she just came in, she took one look and she just crawled into bed and she's like, let it go. Sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes that's just the most loving thing you can do for mm -hmm. someone. And it's really interesting because I want to comment on something you said, Rain, which is I was recently talking to a client of mine and they have a, a parent that is in final stages, uh, you know, of what's a terminal illness. And, you know, and she and she was talking to me and she was talking to me, you know, about you know, wanting to value the time left with her father and stuff like this. And I said, and, and one of the things I told her, I said, stop asking him every time you speak to him how he's feeling. Mm -hmm. Stop asking. Normalize it. Talk about other things. Right. He knows you're dying. You know he's dying. He, and because, you know, she said, I asked him how he's doing. He's always like, well, you know, it's not that great. It's pain. And I said, Stop it. Because it's never going to change. It's not going to change. It's not going to change. So sometimes the most loving thing you can do is treat somebody who is in struggle like, okay, we both get your in, in struggle. Let's talk about something else because mm -hmm. that can oh. be so good. I recently, as Kevin knows, I recently did that um, for a 15-year-old. Uh, he was the brother of uh, the one who passed Mm -hmm. I told you about rain and the, mm -hmm. I think the audience members. Um, so when we got to the, to the calling, um, you know, I said hi to everyone. I went in and said hi to the family and I came out and, um, he was sitting in, there was a entry in the hallway and then there's a calling over here and there's a nice little room. It had like waters and whatnot, tables and chairs and a couple of nice seats. And he was just sitting there and I went over, sat down, and never asked him, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How are you holding up? I was just like, so what you doing in school and for three hours we just sat mm -hmm. there and, and chatted and um yeah you know it really helps you know his parents after the next day came up and like you know thank you for taking care of him during the you know yesterday and because i because i have been there you know so i knew yeah. like sometimes you just need the uh you know the let's talk about something else so video games movies you know stuff like that yeah it's so I'm going to move on so we can make sure we get through a few of these questions. <laughs> well, they're well, good we're questions. doing so good. They're good questions. Yeah, they are good questions. Thank you. You can't just say yes, no, and move on. No, no, right. no, no. I'm not asking anyone to say yes, no. I was just getting ready to jump in with another story, and I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to, I'm going to move on to another question instead of another story. So that was, for me, I wasn't trying to, like, limit either one of you. Um. Name a time in your life when you felt most alive. A time that stands out. Just, just something that comes to your head when you really was like, I'm alive. Oh, for me, that would just been this past holiday season. That's easy. That's the most alive and the happiest I've ever been in my existence. why because finally things look like they were falling into place i had a chance to be myself i had a chance I, like i said it was a very abundant holiday season i had a chance to take a to stop for a minute take a breather and say i deserve this 
And I've never said that before in my life because, you know, everything and everybody else always comes first. And you get that done and get this bill done and call this client and call that. And you never get a chance to just get in tune with who you are. And I did that. I sat in front of the fire endlessly for days just sitting there reading books. I knocked out like five books in three days. And one of my friends, I asked her to send me Don Quixote in Spanish because I'm translating that into English, which I did in college. I don't know how I had that time. Um, and just getting back to what I love. Hello. There's import, There's Steven Spielberg giving us the blow. Yeah, he's got something else going on. Well, I think that that's, but that's great. I mean, I wanted to do, I, I wanted you to, to share what, um, what made it most alive because i think a lot of times especially because i think it's great that it's just right now like now is the time mm -hmm. and i think that that's really great because for a lot of people it's been a hard couple of years yeah and usually when it's easy for everybody else i'm the one tangled in all of this nonsense and you know and i'm like oh i don't know what to do how do we fix this what is that what is this and it's just all falling right into place where I can just sit and be at peace. And yep. that was important to me. Elmer, name a time in your life when you felt most alive. A time, an incident, something. Um, the, the last, the, uh, the thing that popped in my head and the last time I felt this way was when I was directing Kings and Queens. So, you know, being on set as the director, um, it's just this feeling, you, you know, uh, I feel at peace, you know, I feel happy. It just, I, you know, it's just a lot of things that makes me really feel, I guess, feel alive. When I got quiet, because I answered all these questions ahead of time. Of you cheated? You, you cheated. Usually I don't. Usually I just wing it with it. But I was like, you know, I, I want to keep it going. So I'll actually answer the questions. I'll the answer questions answered. Um, so when I thought back about it, I kept on going to different things and I said, I had different things showing up in my head. Sometimes it was with my husband or with one of my exes or with one of my close friends. But I, but I looked and I was like, there's a theme here of when I feel most alive. And what I realized was it's being in nature alone with somebody that I feel really connected to that I love, whether it's a lover or a friend, and we're just being together. And we're just, I mean, like I was thinking of midnight at the hot springs and watching the moon come up, but it was being in nature and the person I was with, it was zip lining. It was this, it was that little stream in Costa Rica and hiking. And it was, but all of it was a combination of just me, somebody I cared about and just breathtaking nature. And that just makes me go whoosh. I love it. Yep. And in fact, I'm not going to now because I want to get to these other questions. I actually dug out a poem I wrote once called Spiritus Loci, which I was going to share, but I'm going to pass because I want to get some of these other questions, some of these other good questions asked. You're just trying to dig out all the dirt from us. I love it. Um, well, here's, so here is a good question. Um, so... What movie is guaranteed to make you happy? We're back to laughing. What movie do you watch that's guaranteed to make you happy? Like it's your go-to if you're feeling down or whatever. What What is that movie? And I'm going to say, I'm going to give you up to three, but more than three, I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not a television movie person. So movie, I can't movie. tell you. I can't even, I think the one, and it's only because if my husband has television on and it happens to be on, I've seen The Mummy like a billion times. So even though you act and you perform, there's you don't ever watch movies like the theater They bore movie? me. No, they bore me. I even, even as a kid, I didn't like going, and everybody did. You know, I liked going with people and being around people. But I can tell you, if you went to the movies with me, we watched something, and you have people get out and they're like, oh, remember that part? I have no idea what they're talking about. Like, I sit there and I daydream 
And I've seen some movies hundreds of times, like Scarface, which is one of my favorites because, you know, it was back in the day. And even now I can watch it and there are things I don't remember at all. Or Brian will say, remember that part? I'm like, I have no clue. Like, I just don't have that attention span for movies. Isn't that weird? That is weird. That yeah. is weird. Now I just learned something new about you. And that's what yeah. this whole thing is about. Yeah. So I'm going to move this on to Elmer. But I'm going to say, what book would you pick up to read that you know will guaranteedly always make you happy? Anything by May Sarton. And she's actually from Maine. I have a book a, I have her whole collection. Okay. She was she was cool. a pioneer, and she was a pioneer before women wrote in those genres, and before women said, "I don't care if you don't like my book, you can stuff it," you know. And she's like, they got on her because they were like, her books are all lesbianism, and she's like, if you're ignorant enough to believe that, that's you. And I just love everything she's done, all of her journals, her poetry, her stories. I just finished a reckoning, which was amazing. And that always puts things back in perspective that you can get it done no matter what the masses are saying to you or about you. Yep. Almer. Um, and I'm sorry, I missed part of Rain's um, tomorrow's payday. And I'm behind. And so people sending me emails, I have to respond to them. Um, uh, the movie, uh, and I don't know if it's being really happy, but. Um, and don't say to... Loving Martin. No. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, actually, yeah. it's actually uh, the Harry Potter series. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just really like watching them. I could watch them over and over and over again. Um, so I guess, you know, that was the only that popped in my head. It's like, oh, I guess the one, because a lot of times I don't go back to movies because it's like i've seen it been there done that i don't know if i want to do it again not that it's bad but you know mm-hmm. and, and sometimes i will see i mean sometimes i do if i see a good movie you know i've, I've done it to, with kevin and jeff i saw a great movie and mentioned to him and they're like oh we'd like to watch that I'm like yeah let's watch it again now you know love simon was one of them yeah um so um the but harry potter is the one that popped up um and, and books i don't read so i don't know yeah, scripts. well, books was just for rain because you didn't. Oh, watch okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. The question was about movies. Um, well, I you, remember I mentioned that I did uh, on Christmas. Jeff and I just watched gay themed Christmas love stories mm-hmm. movies, <laughs> and then on New Year was it New Year's Day or I think it was New Year's Day, but somewhere on New Year's Eve weekend, Jeff had to go. I had to go somewhere and I was like doing Christmas decorations, like taking down the tree and stuff like this. And I just watched gay love stories all, all day while I was doing stuff around the house. I carried around my iPad and just had a movie going the whole time while I was doing it. But the two movies I put down two movies that were guaranteed to make me happy that I've watched a dozen times each. One is really well known, pretty woman with Julia. Which I've never seen. I, it 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 just it just yeah. always makes me happy. I just I can if I'm down, if I'm blue, if I'm feeling out of sorts, I can watch that movie, and it's always going to make me feel good by the end. Um, and the other one is one that's not very well known, but it's called I think I can. I think I do. I think I can. I think so I. I, I think I can. This isn't that Thomas the Train. No, I think I do. <laughs> um, and speaking of which, if it is Thomas the Train. Right <laughs> there you go. No, I'm sorry. It's called I Think I Do. Um, and it's a, and it's an older movie. It was a gay love story. It has a great music. And I went through this period where I literally, I watched it every day for like 10 days when oh, I wow. was seeing it. Every day I'd watch it at least once during the day because it just, it, it was just, it just hit me at the right feel good level. Mm-hmm. So... I know I didn't. I haven't seen Pretty Woman, Elmer, or that other movie with the leg, the leg lamp. Why? The, what? Why? the leg lamp. I'm the, what movie the is leg that lamp from? in the window. Oh, uh, the Christmas, Christmas movie. Yeah, what I've never it? seen that Christmas either. Christmas Story. Oh, Christmas Story. I, yeah, I barely, the leg I barely lamp. remember that. One. I no. saw it on stage. I saw a stage version of it before I ever saw the movie. There's a I would now see that. I would watch. I watched. Have you seen Chi Wang Fu? Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. 
Oh, I saw that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Patrick yeah. Swayze. I've seen that. That's hilarious. Yeah. I almost put down the birdcage. That's but... also one that I Oh, my God. That's like 100 years again. ago. <laughs> okay. Loving. What are we, how are we doing for time? Okay. Loving. What is the most loving thing you have ever done for somebody else? What is the most loving thing? I know, but I'm just asking you to come up with one. What comes to your mind? I know my favorite all the time, huh? My favorite is the mystery packages that go out to stage three and stage four um, cancer survivors, patients, and they don't know where it comes from. So I never hear from these people. Sometimes I'll see somebody post on Facebook and they'll say, I received this. Does anybody know where this came from? Or whoever you are, thank you. They never know where it came from. The donors just, you know, give money. I just go buy stuff and just mail out to different people. That's been my favorite over the last 20 years. And a good favorite it is. And somebody got revenge on you by sending you that bracelet. Yes, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, okay, so now this is my turn. <laughs> Somebody who got one of those packages somewhere along the way watched this show and you referred to the fact you did that and I went ding, 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 ding and they decided they were going to mystery box you back. Well, it certainly is a mystery. I mean, it's super beautiful and it has like this engraved, this etching engraving in the inside with it's really beautiful. And yeah, I was, and somebody's like, why don't you just receive it and enjoy it? Like when you send people stuff, I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. Yep. I get it. Is Steven Spielberg back? Oh, there he is. I, I am back. I had to deal with some receipts. We're having little blue people show up on our production office. Things are disappearing. Like, originally signed contracts and so we're like uh and then receipts oh, nice. Somebody, one walked in and said did you take all the receipts out of this bag and i'm like no i handed it to you full <laughs> like oh my god um, so a little stressful um so the question was the most loving thing that i why do we done. we have two comments that are in a foreign language that i don't understand from people and that's they're, they're probably russian I, that's why i ignored them oh okay. um, i don't know i don't speak that language or even is is that language but yeah it looks like it could um, be anyways yeah i'm not sure is, what is the most loving thing what is one of the most loving things you've ever done for someone else rain said to her sending out the mystery boxes that's yep yeah, that's that's a good one um i don't know if i can think of one thing i always try to take care of other people and be as loyal as i can um and I don't like to do the things for recognition. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm not like, oh, look what I did. Um, so I don't know if um, nothing's popping in my head. I mean, like, you know, um, even here on this set, even though I'm getting paid for this and it's a big budget, moderately big. You know, they had no stamps, and they were like, "We're not going to use really use stamps." And I needed a stamp to mail out one of their invoices, and so I went and bought a bunch of stamps. And just like, I'll use them, and for free, and I'll take home what I don't use, or I'm working overtime, you know, without being paid. It's just I don't know. I go above and beyond. I try to even not just you know this is a work situation, but even my friends, you know, um, I always my phone. Uh, you, if you you know if I if I'm not away from it, like in the shower. You text me, I try to respond right away. I try to always be there for my for all my friends and always be the person that you know that if you had something going on, you could you know, probably reach me if you couldn't reach anybody else, kind of thing. So I love it. So when I answered this question and I thought about it, because I also like to you know, I I do a lot of nurturing as <laughs> as you've both heard me say in Rainville experience this summer, I feed people. I feed cats, I feed birds, I feed my husband, I feed anybody that comes into the house. I've been known to run around and feed neighbors. I just feed people. I mean, it's one of the things. But when I thought about this particular one, um, when, my, when my best friend 
when one of my best friends was dying, I promised her I would be there for her. And we were separated by a whole country when at the very end of her life, um, and she was staying with her daughter. And I got on the phone and talked her through, and she literally died on the phone with me talking her to cross over. Wow. So, you know, I... Did you tell me this? I know who you're talking about. Yeah. If, if it's who I'm thinking about. Yeah, Dara. Yeah, but I don't remember you telling me this part of it. Yeah. Because I don't think I'd forget that story. Yeah, that's intense. Nope. I, you know, her daughter called me um, and said that, you know, I mean, like I was in constant contact because she was in Portland, Oregon with her daughter and I was over here in Nashua and she said that... Um, I don't know why Ma's hanging on and, you know, and we, we, I thought we said all of our goodbyes and I, and I kept on thinking I had promised her I would be there. She, she had me make a promise to her that I would be there when she passed. And so I said, put her on the phone, put my, put her phone next to her ear and let me talk to her. And I told her that everything was okay. I gave her, you know, any permission she needed to leave. I told her jokes. I stayed on the phone and I, and I was just like, and you can go now. And she died. And a few minutes later, she appeared in spirit form outside my deck window and kind of smiled and waved and moved on. So yeah, I count wow. that as one of the most loving things, but yeah, I just, I just knew it. I was like, yep, she's just waiting for me to, I promised her that I would look after her child and who I have officially become her, 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 her fairy godfather. <laughs> I like that because it makes total sense. You should read The Reckoning based on that story. The Reckoning. Oh, by May Sarton? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Based on that story alone. Okay. So here is the next question. What have we got for time? Eight minutes. Okay. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. So I'm going to skip. I am going to skip the middle question, and I'm going to go to the last question because this will probably wrap us up, and we just ended up missing one one of each of the questions I wrote. But we can do them in some other time if you guys want. Or maybe That'd be great. Uh, I will. Uh, I get. I seriously think I was keeping some of these handy for some guests to ask. Yeah, these are great questions. What one gift would you like to give to our audience tonight that may help them have a better life? What one gift? A gift of a thought, an idea. A, some place that you may tell them something they have to check out, share something. But what one gift would you like to give to our audience tonight that would help them have a better life? Obviously, if they chose to. Right. I think the best advice I can give anyone, which I've been giving this advice for forever, I'm not sure I started taking it until lately. Um, you never say anything to yourself that you wouldn't say to your best friend, because at the end of the day, you are your best friend. Nice. I like that. I like that. I think that that's great advice. And I, I'm glad that finally you said it enough times that you heard it. Right. I needed a different <laughs> messenger. I'm like, I don't even take this advice. What the heck am I talking about? <laughs> Elmer, what one gift would you like to give to our audience tonight that may help them have a better life? Um, just remember to come from a place of love um, and that there is love all around us if you look for it, despite what's going on in this world, despite all the hatred and the weaponization of religion towards to, to, to further people's hatred and violence and whatnot. Um, but, you know, there's still, there's still good people. There's still on both sides, there's still love and <laughs> we just got to find it and, do what we can and you know persevere and make and make our make that 
great, you know, the love we have for ourselves and, the, and our family and the and the good situations we might be in to just try to make that for everyone else, you know. Because I, I don't think either of you either of you know this. This is a faith based movie on. It's on GCU Grand Canyon University, which is a religious mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> university. Church, university, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, they don't the they don't believe in gay marriage and um, but the people. But you know, even though I have my I have my issues with religion, because like I said, I think it's used more often than not to weaponize people's hate. But mm-hmm. just the the people, you know, I, there's a lot of love here. There's a lot of fun here, and you know, uh, I think there's that middle ground of where people are, you know, you have different beliefs. Some are atheists, they're Christians, but we don't use it to weaponize our hatred. You know, no hatred toward each other. We just come in and be like, yeah, you believe it, I don't. Let's, but we're here to do a job. Let's have some fun and do it. I think it's what we got to do more often, you know, in life. Nice. Nice. I love that. Wow. Um, being the best you is the greatest gift you give to yourself, to everyone you love and who loves you and the world. And I think that when people can grab onto me just being the best me, and I can let go of where everybody else wants me to be, what society tells me I should be, what I think, all of this stuff, but you can say, I'm just, I'm not competing with anybody. Not competing with anybody. I'm just being the best me. And nobody can be a better me than me. So there's no competition. Where's the competition in that? And right. so I really think that when we get to that place that our only real drive is to be our best selves, then I think every, I, I think everybody and uh, I think everybody you touch and every place you go benefits from it. Well, and I want to add to that, that being your best self isn't dictated by the people around you in terms of, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sorry if I come back to this and maybe cause it's where I'm at, but you know, thinking that you have to, you know, you're not gay. Someone else is, you're going to have to, you know, to be your best self. They're a threat to you. You know what I mean? Right. That that's what I'm, I'm trying to explain is just being your best self doesn't have to have anything to do with anybody else, good or bad, good or bad. So if we remember that, cause I think a lot of people think, you know, they're, they're, at least in the gay community, you know, people, some straight people's masculinity is threatened by gay people. And so, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. they can't be my best self if, you know, if people think I'm gay or if, you know, I'm around gay people or they exist or whatnot. But anyway. Yep. And that's why I said being your best you, being the best you that you are. Because it doesn't have any difference with anyone else. And I saw this very interesting. I caught a little snippet. I've not, not seen it before, but, um, it's something that came out on on a YouTube channel or something. I stumbled across it, but one of them was there were six guys, and one was gay and five were straight. But they were all um, were all trying to sell that they were the they were the straight, and they kept voting people off. And if you voted off the gay person, then whoever was left got to split the money. And then they did the reverse where everybody said they were gay but one of them was actually straight and they tried to like and they asked each other questions but it was done in a very like empowering way i mean like the whole thing was there are no stereotypes you can't really tell who's gay or straight. i mean like they'd be asking questions like you know and and it would be really clear like yeah so I, i yeah i did theater that does not make me gay or yeah because i played sports does not make me straight right right it was this little fascinating thing I just stumbled across that somebody put out. Wow. Look at that. We are down to seconds. We are. And we have a mystery guest for our next one. We've got a couple of people up flipping the coin. So yeah, yeah. I'm getting ready to put the, the gauntlet down on one of them. Like this is your date. All right. So um, I'm going to leave because I feel like I'm going to puke. 
<laughs> All right. Sorry about that. I'll play us out then right now. So. <laughs> Bye, everybody. You go. Thanks for watching or listening to the Laughing, Loving, Into Live show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or support us with Buy Me A Coffee. To catch all of the latest from Laughing, Loving, and Alive, you can follow us on Instagram at Laughing, Loving, and Alive and on Facebook at Laughing, Loving, and Alive. Thanks again and see you next time.